From the Sun Prairie Media Center and the Sun Prairie Area School District, you're in homeroom with Brad Saren. This is Todd Molesky. That Good is morning. Brad Saren. He's the superintendent of the Sun Prairie Area School District. And we're uh, glad to be back for Season 8, Episode 3. We are. Homeroom, which we is, are. Um, just tells us we've been doing this a long time. Right. On an, a rainy October, late October day here. Rainy, but warm, but strange, and with cold weather coming right is what it sounds like as mm-hmm. we approach halloween and it's not going to be so nice for halloween is what it looks like but we'll survive i think the kids will love it anyhow They'll i think be out. That, uh, i for some it's probably better door that to door. it's cooler because you're wearing that many layers and um you, you don't want it to be warm yeah i think yep. so. the city does a great job organizing it it's also you know very safe too so it's awesome. a great job and a bunch of great great things going on around the community mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's great mm-hmm. but but uh, we are here to talk about community schools, and no be- no person better to talk about community schools than Jamie Racine. It's her first time in the program. Like hey I had y'all. thought that you'd been on the program before. I'm sorry. So we need to have you on here. That's hard, happy to be here. Hard to believe after all this right? time. We still have first time guests. I suppose you know it, it's you know there's new new people in the district too. We should you know make sure we move move in new people who are new to the district yes I guess. yes and it's so great great to have you there's so many cool things happening with community schools and it's such a, a an amazing partnership with the city and we're just really glad to have you thanks so much well let's get into it right away but let's define what community schools are um because you know, you could say that in some ways every school is a community school right you i'm using air quotes you can't see that unless you're on the video <laughs> but but what does that specifically mean to our district uh, the idea of, of what community schools are. Sure, yeah, and um, I agree that every school should be a community school, um, but the community school strategy uh, really centers uh, the child and looking at the whole child, the whole family, the whole neighborhood. We know that the barriers to learning don't just exist in the classroom, and so we look at building um, sort of collective impact, which means we've got people from all across the school and community that come together to look at what are the barriers to learning um, for our students and for development for our students, and how can we work together to address those. So how has that, I guess, developed You know, into a little bit of where we are now? I'm, I, 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 you were mentioning before we started that we've just passed 10 years of having community schools here in mm-hmm. Sun Prairie. How has that I guess changed and developed into what we see now, maybe how it was different from when, what it was when it began. Yeah, so when we began, we really looked at, um, it, I will say reactive, right? So looking at what um, students and families needed and providing that need. And so that shows up like before and after school programs, that looks like school-based food pantries and clothing closets. Um, that looks like working with community partners to make sure students have a bed to sleep on. And if they need assistance with rent or electricity to make sure that they can stay in their home so that that student can stay in their educational home. And so when we looked at that at the beginning, that's where a lot of our partnerships and services, and we continue to do that. Um, What we've gotten better at is moving further upstream to look at root causes and collaborating with partners like the city, like Sunshine Place, on long-term solutions so that we can change the trajectory. So it really sounds like this is this makes the school kind of the hub of of your your community in a lot of ways of you know families and and schools and kind of bringing everything together absolutely and our site coordinators really are community organizers that are housed within the school family how many people are are involved with the community schools idea with within the district 
Yep, so we have um, eight community school sites and each one of those sites has a full-time um, community school site coordinator. And then we also partner with uh, the early education department to offer uh, free early learning play groups, knowing that access to uh, peer play is a huge part of setting a strong foundation for learning. And so we've um, expanded those in just the last few years as well. So that reach seems like, I, I was looking at the list and there's, uh, I think, is it three elementary schools or four. four elementary schools? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's hitting the early age. You talked about, I think, before that even really with, with the play structures, but uh, early age and then in the middle schools, all mm-hmm. three middle schools or no, three of three, three I, of the middle I, schools. I can't remember how many yeah. schools there are Yeah, anymore. Yeah, so, so four elementary schools, it would be Westside, Bird, mm-hmm. Creekside, Northside, mm-hmm. and Prairie Phoenix Academy. And then you have Central Heights, Patrick Marsh, and Prairie View. So those are all mm-hmm. eight sites. Yeah. How does that, um, I mean, you're talking about all these different sites. How do you kind of keep them coordinated and what you want to do as a kind of a central idea, but kind of spread it out to through the community at these different sites? Yeah, so this idea is not unique to Sub Prairie. This is a national trend uh, that's looking at how we do more with less in public education mm-hmm. um, and how we work to secure the next generation of public education um, in our communities. And so we look, we work with our partners uh, across the country um, and we follow the community schools uh, framework that allows us to look at what are our key practices, who are the key um, drivers of the work within each site and what sort of infrastructure pieces do we have? And so I, this work is not me alone. Um, <laughs> right. I work with uh, hand in hand with our principals to guide the work at each site. Um, and then also across the city, we have a community schools executive team, which is has city representatives, um, the school district, nonprofit leaders, business leaders in town that all come together that look at community schools as a whole initiative. Because like I said, this is really looking at collaborative leadership for collective impact. I would imagine communication with the principals is, is pretty big, given that, you know, they're the ones who are, you know, kind of managing what goes where and where the pieces fit in their buildings. Mm-hmm. And, and I, how, how does that work? How do you, how do you kind of keep, uh, keep the communication lines going there, knowing that you need this is something that it benefits everyone, mm-hmm. uh, but it also needs some, some coordination to make it work, I would imagine. Absolutely. So when you are at a community school, it's not a a community school isn't a what, it's a how. And so um, before the school year even started, we were working with all the principals and site coordinators at a full day retreat to look at the planning mechanisms that the schools are using. Um, Our schools work on a 100 day continuous improvement plan. So really looking at, you know, root cause analysis of um, programs driven by the data. And so our community school site coordinators are part of that process. And then um, we also do some early planning before the school year, mid-year check-ins, end-of-year check-ins. But those site coordinators are part of the key functionings of the school at the leadership level. Yeah. Let me take a step back, Brad. What what does this, what do, what do community schools do for the district and for the community. I mean, when, uh, and talking about community as in terms of the city of Sun Prairie, its residents, how, how does this all kind of feed together in, in making the district a, a, a better place? Sure. So uh, roughly 10 years ago, the city of uh, Sun Prairie's Youth and Families Commission did a study about students that were getting involved, and at the time they were calling it gangs. And really it's it, it was kids convening to try to figure out how to support each other and how to how to garner resources for themselves. And one of the key recommendations out of 
the Youth and Families Commission was to develop some type of mechanism to serve to serve families, to serve neighborhoods, to serve kids, and that was community schools. And so we began to start. So our first two schools were Westside and Prairie Phoenix Academy. And uh, the idea is that you do a needs assessment in those areas, and then you begin to try to figure out how to shepherd resources that align to the needs of, of people in those specific areas, those specific neighborhoods. And so, and Jamie's got a, a, a ton of amazing stories that, that really highlight how we are aligning programming and resources to the needs of neighborhoods, and I'll let her tell those stories. And since then, we've been, been on this journey to try to expand that programming uh, with the city of Sun Prairie. And so this, this, the, the uh, school district funds it, and the city of Sun Prairie funds it. And Jamie's got representatives from both entities, uh, along with community members, on her executive committee that helps uh, her guide this organization and lead all eight community school sites. I think the premise of it, like our core theory of action is that when there's wraparound support for kids that is beyond the classroom, and remember the, the vision and mission of the school district is every child every day in and out of the classroom, so this matches our vision of outside of the classroom service, that they're just going to do better. And so what happens when you uh, uh, shepherd resources to students after school, on weekends, during breaks, over the summers, to enrich their lives and support them such that they are more ready to learn when they enter that classroom, that that space in between a teacher and a student is more supported because kids have been supported in times when school isn't in session. And that's what community schools is and why it's so important to us. Jamie, do you have some, uh, I guess, success stories, some wins that you want to share about like how this has really made a difference? Yeah, absolutely. I think about, um, so last spring uh, one at one of our sites, there was a family that had um, just immigrated to the United States and so um, did not have any English skills um, and didn't have um, a lot of support to where they needed to be. So our site coordinator brought them into our school-based food pantry and clothing closet and also did a drive to help get them um, the basic need things, right? Like pots and pans, things like that, right? So organizing the giving power of the community to um, make sure that they have what they need at home. They then um, also, uh, some of our staff are bilingual, and so we're able to communicate with the family and um, kind of talk them through what their, uh, how things are settling in, what they can do, and provided opportunities for that family to come and be more engaged at school. So volunteering and in that food pantry um, room and then building relationship with that site coordinator and with some of the teaching staff that were at the school. Um, we also then got those students enrolled in the after-school program. Um, at some of our sites, we have um, multilingual um, focus and support. So Westside is one of those schools that has um, uh, bilingual after-school programs. And what we saw over the course of the year in working with the school day teachers and the after-school teachers supporting that student's language acquisitions allowed them to um, better uh, assimilate into the school environment and and excel in the in the classroom. And so when we look at the ability to wrap around the family, to get them the supports they need to get their feet underneath them, and then looking at those students and coordinating between those both in-school and out-of-school time um, programs to really provide a student-centered focus, we're able to accelerate outcomes for student by student, by face by name. I would imagine, though, that that has to be different for 
like every family, every situation being a little bit different, you can, mm-hmm. it has to be, I'm, I'm sure a little bit, you have to be a little bit nimble to kind of adjust on the fly what uh-huh. what each situation is going to need, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Our site coordinators are amazingly agile and so caring and personable and, you know, um, really do a wonderful job of uh, serving every student and every family with dignity and respect with the, the goal of getting them what they need. And then as we, as we support family by family, those site coordinators are also doing the strategic work of identifying what are we seeing as a trend in our community and what should we look at deeper? Like, is this just that one family or is there something bigger going on? And then they have the ability to step out of the school to look at who are the other partners that can help think about this in a strategic way and provide a, a, a more root cause support system. Brad, I would imagine that's great information for the district to have then too, just kind of that boots on the ground, like here's what's happening within the community uh, to, to, to inform uh, uh, some decisions that have to be made district-wide. And like Jamie said, the, the connection between our, our site coordinators and principals is really important. So that way the alignment of the programming that's happening after school is an extension of what's happening in school. Those relationships, that intervention, those supplementary, the supplementary program to help students academically succeed, feel comfortable and supported and safe in schools is, is, a, is a really good connection. And and as Jamie sort of orchestrates these eight unique sites, each with unique needs, it's an interesting sort of endeavor where you've got, you know, some places, two sp- places in specific that, you know, have multilingual needs. And you've got other places that, that need, have, you know, entirely different needs. Um, um, some places would like, you know, a, a, a place where kids can come in and have quiet time to be able to study. In another place, People would like the gym open so you can have a, a safe place to go to so they can, like, you know, have family time together where you don't have to buy, you know, some type of, like, you know, a membership at, uh, at a place. But they still deserve to have a healthy environment to be able to, you know, convene and do activities as a family over the winter time. So it is really unique with eight sites. Yeah. And I do want to add, too, that it is that it is a needs-driven process, right? So, like, we, it is not like the principal and the site coordinator sitting in an office saying, well, this is what our community needs. Our um, site coordinators are convening conversations with families and with community members and with students regularly, year after year, and matching those conversations and that um, uh that sort of needs assessment with the data that the school is looking at from in the classroom to look at um, what is the what is going to be the strongest program that we can put together to support our students and families. This is Homeroom coming to you from the 103.5 The Sun Studio is underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. I'm here. I'm Todd Molesky here with Brad Saren as always and our guest today is Jamie Racine, the Director of Community Schools for the Sun Prairie Area School District and uh, you mentioned food pantries as being kind of a key part of this. I've seen that a lot of schools around the area that mm-hmm. that's a way for uh, families to, to be served in, in, in another way by schools and, mm-hmm. and, and you know we know there's a, a nutrition component to the schools we've had we've talked about that in homeroom a few times um, and that, that seem, that's a big thing to, to help the whole family group isn't it to, to make sure that there's we're not just making sure the kids are are getting what they're needing we're making sure the whole family is part of the process when they are, are outside of the school day yeah 100 percent. and those those school-based pantries serve as satellite locations of the sun prairie emergency food pantry mm-hmm. so we've um so sunshine place and community schools 
um, pulled some funding together to hire a food for kids coordinator, knowing that we um, we want to make sure that we're coordinating our services in a way that doesn't put strain on one part of the system, right? So that we can work collaboratively to serve all families. Our ultimate goal is to get every family to the food pantry because that is where they're going to get the highest number of resources for the for the best amount of time. We know that in between those visits, or sometimes there are other circumstances that can't that stand in the way of them accessing that. And so by having a school-based food pantry directly in the school, we're able to you know, provide a bag of food at drop-off or for our, some of our older students, send them home with a bag um, of food if that's what they need. Um, in addition, we also work with Sunshine Place, Second Harvest, um, Boys and Girls Club, Neighborhood Navigators to distribute meals weekly um, during the school year out in neighborhoods. And so we're out in the parks on Friday afternoons um, providing food and uh, basic need services as well. Um, and then during the summer, we're out three times a week uh, providing that service. Mm -hmm. how, did you, how did you come to this? You personally come to this role and how long have you been uh, working with community schools. She came within COVID. <laughs> She's <laughs> Interesting got a great time. story with all of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I came to Sun Prairie. My first day was March 16th, 2020. And oh, so yeah, okay. they yeah. gave me a laptop and said, why don't you head home? We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And about a year and a half later, I stepped into my first school. So mm -hmm. um, that was the, how I, yeah, I started my journey. But on the first day here in Sun Prairie, um, 801, I was in a room full of community partners and school district leaders, um, city leaders, talking about how we were going to feed kids during the pandemic. Yeah. And so it was a great way to start in Sun Prairie. I got to meet a lot of people, and they allowed me to have a voice at that table from day one. I have a picture one. of that meeting somewhere. I'm sure you do. <laughs> we all looked very worried. <laughs> For good reason. Yeah, right. looking back uh -huh. at it now, yeah. Um, prior to Sun Prairie, I, um, I started community schools in Racine, Wisconsin. Um, so I served as both the first site coordinator as well as sort of simultaneously growing that program to expand to additional schools. Um, prior to getting involved with community schools, I was a business owner um, with my uh, husband. Um, we owned a small cafe in Racine. I also worked at a variety of nonprofits and youth leadership um, and my career really started with AmeriCorps Vista, which I think really is the foundation of looking at providing, you know, sustainable structures that um, allow people to build symbiotic relationships across systems so that they can work together. And that foundation is something I've brought to me to brought with me to every role that I've held, and really I feel like comes to the surface um, in community school work. It seems like that 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 foundation really get connects you to uh making sure communities are are getting what they need that, that all seems like it all is moving towards the same uh you know same purpose same direction right. of you know making sure families are are able to succeed in 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 their daily lives absolutely and what some prairie does exceptionally well is collaborate mm. um, so the not like organizations businesses everyone that I have met has been open to collaborating and working together for the betterment of the community and that really is a something special that should be named and honored as a part of the fabric and when we look at you know using 
big words like symbiotic relationships <laughs> and um, interconnected systems. It's really getting back to the core of who we are as humans, right? And building a building community and knowing that while over the last 20, 30 years, right, our country and our communities have become more and more isolated, this is a way of returning to one another and being in community with one another and knowing that we are all interconnected, um, whether we engage that way or not. It, it seems like something that we've lost sight of, but like, so my wife here, my wife Sarah has a show here for the media center called Sun Prairie Stories, where she brings people in here to mm-hmm. the studio and just has, has a them great ta- program. Talk about something about their lives that makes their story unique. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, if you listen to that, you hear what Sun Prairie is. And maybe it changes your, your, your vision or your view of, of what our community is. And mm-hmm. I think these kind of opportunities kind of f- flow along that same kind of line of that we're better together when we know more about each other. Always, always. And that plays into a shared vision, yeah. too. The, the board works very hard to try to establish a shared vision for the organization that aligns to community expectations and try to have the system work toward meeting those expectations and community schools is one of our like highest confidence strategies to serve kids, to serve families, to serve this community in a way that brings people together. What we can accomplish together is far more than what we can accomplish in isolation. And that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I feel like, you know, even if maybe you don't want to interact with the rest of your community, that, that's fine. You know, people have, you know, comfort levels. But if you know more about your community, that helps everyone's understanding of, of who we are and, and what we need to do to be a, uh, a, a more united community. And, so, and if, you're looking for organ- if you're looking for examples of why our community is doing amazing things, where people are coming together and c- collaborating with vision and with just like commitment, um, you're going to find those examples in radio programs through through you know you know entire programs like like community schools and if all of your you know doing you know, just you know scanning the environment to look you know in a cynical perspective for examples of why you know everything's falling apart if that's what you're looking for you're going to find those too but mm-hmm. but like just like you've just said there's tons of examples of how people are coming together to support kids to support each other to support families to support people that are you know right now vulnerable to try to help them succeed and be economically prosperous. So Jamie, where is the, or what is the next step for community schools in Sun Prairie? Oh, well, we're just gonna keep getting better at what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, there's so um, so many opportunities uh, to deepen engagement, right? I think that um, so often, right, we, uh, there's a buffet of options, right? And I think that right now we're focused on making, we're less focused about filling the buffet and more focused about bu- you know, creating a really beautiful dinner for all of us. So I think that that's where our focus is right now is getting really good at the things that um, are true to our model and continuing to uh, bring more voices to the table. And engagement looks different for different people, right? Um, for some levels, right, you might be at like, I call it like first date engagement, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're gonna go to an event, you're gonna have fun, right? We, um, we lovingly uh, refer to some parts of our work as party with a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So creating spaces for people to come together and build relationship and be around um, one another. And then we also are looking at um, building those like 
fourth, fifth, sixth date engagements, right? Where we're starting to do things a little bit deeper, doing some um, community organizing training with parents, doing uh, ling language classes with families, um, looking at providing more opportunities for students during um, break times and on weekends. And then, you know, eventually working towards that, you know, that deep level marriage um, with the work that we're doing. Yeah. If you'll follow me on my analogy. Certainly. There. I got you. <laughs> I got you. So how can, uh, how can the community help? How can people who maybe don't have a, a connection to a school, but maybe work in, in the city or yeah. live in the city, what can we do to, to be part of this and to, to help it grow and help it, you know, deepen those connections? Absolutely. Well, we have um, a pretty robust Amazon wish list um, to help <laughs> stock all of our program um, closets and make sure we have all of the materials to do what we need to do um, in supporting students and families. So um, you can donate that way. Um, you can also uh, donate financially online. And then most important is to get involved and volunteer. Um, you can reach out to any, if there's a particular school that has your heart, um, you know, reaching out to those site coordinators. Each site coordinator has uh, a menu of options for uh, volunteers. And we're always looking at, at very least, we're always looking for um, uh, community members to fill out the volunteer form on the school district page and come in and just spend some time reading to students. Um, we, putting more readers in front of our students is, a, is always a great thing. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left. I wanted to, to ask, I guess this is the last thing, last thing, what some of these events might look like. If, if someone's interested in being involved in that, what, what can they expect to be part of? Uh, you mentioned you know, coming in and reading, and that's, you know, that, that's one thing, but you know, what mm -hmm. kind of other things are involved in that? Sure, for volunteer opportunities, yeah. yeah. So um, we uh, we want we just want to make sure that with our community events, that our teaching staff that are there are free to um, talk with families mm -hmm. because that relationship building is so important. And so uh, the things that teachers usually do during some community events are like serving the pizza or running the carnival games. Um, uh, those different types of activities. So those are sort of one-time volunteer opportunities that are available. Um, we also have behind-the-scenes uh, volunteer opportunities, things like organizing our clothing closets. Um, sometimes we get a lot of um, donations at once, and we have washers and dryers in our schools, um, but we want to make sure that um, those things are cleaned and organized before we distribute them. So those are some other like more behind-the-scenes opportunities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I also want to say, like, we just had two of our site coordinators win an award. Uh, we sure did. We did. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So Stacy Darga at Westside Elementary and Stacy Christensen at Northside Elementary just won the Charles D. Ashley Leadership Award, mm -hmm. which is awarded to uh, citizens by the city um, for uh, exceptional leadership um, and uh, service to our community. And so just uh, the other week, they accepted that award at the city council meeting alongside um, some other incredible leaders, um, Debbie Fox Schrader and... Um, uh, Lori Gandelmo. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. She received the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yep. And um, Donna Mackey. Um, yes, Donna also. Mackey was mm -hmm. great, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very esteemed group of people. Yeah. Local leaders, inspiring group of leaders. That's yeah, and cool. it's pretty exciting to see two site coordinators um, holding space in that in that way. And it's great to see you guys get recognized for, for what you're doing because obviously you can see I, th I think you get to see what it means like on a on a one the one level when you're you're helping a family or helping a student but when mm -hmm. you back out to the to the city wide that that really kind of 
<laughs> you, you should be able to see kind of how it affects everyone then too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you for, uh, Thank you for, for being coming. part of Homeroom. And, Thanks uh, for the invitation. And for uh, sharing everything about community schools. And um, I, I think you'll probably be back in a few years at least. You know, we tend to, She's got to be on the rotation now. Right. So, <laughs> right. And we'll find out I'm what's embarrassed that you haven't been here earlier. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That's what I get for starting <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, 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 that is true. That kind of did uh, mess with the, the timing, I'm sure. And I'm sure maybe we can talk about some of how that was difficult. Next time you're on, we'll talk about how that was difficult being kind of a pandemic uh, new person in the district and trying to build things that way. But uh, good. We, we have uh, plenty of things we can we can go over. So, Brad, it's uh, good to see you as always. And Thank you, Todd. Uh, we will see you again on another edition of Homeroom. I'm Todd Molesky. Thanks for joining us for Homeroom with Brad Seren from the Sun Prairie Media Center and the Sun Prairie Area School District. It's all right.